Well, welcome along. After we have uh, closed up talking about accountability, we're now going to move on to an area I believe is the next natural chapter, uh, which is admitting defeat and feeling like you want to give up. And it's interesting, for those of you that don't know, the process um, that I used for developing um, which chapters in which order um, was quite random. And when I wrote out all of the different topics that would be recorded you know, throughout the year, um, I rarely look ahead because I'm um, filming simultaneously two other programs. And so last week I had an experience that um, you know, I had to have a chuckle about this morning because I had set myself a goal and realised that the goal that I had set was now looming right in my face and I really um, could start to sense there were a lot of excuses that were cropping up around why it was that I wasn't going to achieve this goal, uh, why I felt that um, there was a lot of pressure, a lot of resentment. I started noticing um, based on my general manager and my husband's behaviour that uh, they simply weren't achieving things that they had written down and I started to really notice in different areas for clients where perhaps their work ethic wasn't at the level that it needed to be at. So all these mirrors started to appear. And so I really want to delve into this because, um, you know, at that time I was starting to realise, wow, something is playing out here and I'm, I'm not really quite familiar with this sensation, but it was just sheer fear fear of um, basically having written down something and being the type of character that I am who's incredibly um, based around integrity having that feeling that when I didn't achieve this goal um, how that was going to make me feel and so even though I think I still had about 70 days to achieve the goal I was already starting to admit defeat and I really wanted to give up on this goal so I started you know, really analysing uh, the emotion behind it and getting quite agitated about it and sat down to discuss it with Kent who said, oh well I, when you wrote that goal I thought, oh here we go, you know, that's a, that's a ridiculous goal and it's not even based on, on what you should be focused on and so he had a lot of comments around this goal and it didn't actually calm me, it stirred me up even more and so I think that what's really important that you know, sometimes what we need to address is the way in which uh, we process our fear and the way in which we um, discuss uh, different responses through our own filters. And so certainly when um, some of us set a goal, it is no challenge to be able to just can the goal and go with the feeling that, well, that's not the right goal for me, it's not the right time and therefore I'll just keep moving on with life. And when I was observing that that was the character trait uh, that Kent had, I was so incredibly jealous. It wasn't a feeling of, um, of um, anger and resentment at that stage, it was sheer jealousy that because I've never been able to understand how people cannot achieve the things or at least run for them as hard as possible and create the, the pressure around that goal to see what's going to happen around the goal, um, I was fascinated by the process that he goes through. However, what I didn't understand was by asking him all these questions, he was stirring him up as well. And so when you're setting goals and you're starting to lift your character around being accountable to each other, it started off this series of, you know, probably the next four days um, of us really frustrating each other, clashing. Our, um, it got to the point where I was 
to be working for a full day and uh, every time um, Kent would go out I was fine I could calm myself down and I knew what I needed to do and as soon as he walked into the house uh, I couldn't even focus I couldn't concentrate it was as if there was just such a massive clash um, that it was like I was just you know really gunning for a fight and I don't know in your couple if you've ever had that sensation it had been so many years since I had really um, felt that that I knew that you know for some reason there were some words that needed to come out and um, you know for me I am um, I guess I have the type of personality that is I can't really suppress too much if somebody's in my space and, and I have something that I need to say I need to say it and so there's usually one person in the couple that will avoid confrontation and one that really goes after the confrontation and I tend to be uh, the one that goes after the confrontation and so you know I didn't know why all this was happening until I opened my book today and realized that the chapter we're talking on was you know feeling defeat um, you know wanting to give in um, feeling frustrated around your goals um, you know feeling helpless all of those types of emotions are very very normal I think for me having set that incredible stretch goal um, it really tested me to the next level and so the thing that I learned was I have kind of mastered to the next level where I don't want to blame anyone else for for my uh, actions and I certainly don't want to make excuses from where I'm at and so it was a very much an internal process and um, I guess it, it reminded me when I was at university I studied philosophy and there was this great story now I'm sure if you google this or, or actually go and check it up I've, I'm sure I've missed a lot of the detail but the essence that I got from it uh, was around Plato's cave and Plato explains that you know there was a, um, a a guy who was in a cave and he all he could see was shadows going across a wall and so from morning until night he could see shadows going across the wall anyway what um, happened was that uh, somebody came and found him and they unshackled him and they took the the blinkers off in terms of that he could only see forward and um, and he was able to start to explore and what he realized was that he was in a cave and that in actual fact when he went outside there was sunshine and the the shapes that were going across the wall was actually the sun rising and then setting again and so throughout the day the different shadows that it was creating and he wandered up over the mountainside and then he found himself a creek and he looked within the creek and he could see his reflection and he could see he was a man and he realized it was grass and there was water and there was so much more than what he understood from his reality anyway they captured him and they put him back into the cave and they shackled him again and expected him to stay looking at the wall but because he now knew there was more to life he could never be satisfied and so whereas in the beginning he was very satisfied just watching the shadows now it would drive him insane and I use that analogy is that because I understand what it's like to set goals and to achieve the goals I know what it's like to live in a relationship where there's complete synergy and there's joy and there's abundance in the home I cannot settle when there is resentment and anger and jealousy or any of those negative emotions it's as if 
I can no longer handle that type of energy. And so for me, it was my Plato's cave. I just refused to go back to settling for, you know, a relationship where I couldn't be absolutely honest. And so the anger that was inside, and I guess that's what it really came down to, the anger that was inside needed to be processed. And so that for initial discussion that I'd had, um, where Kent had explained to me that, you know, his journey wasn't my journey, and that, you know, because I want to teach, then it's really important that I completely understand, but that's not where he needs to be. And I had to come to acceptance of uh, the fact that I've chosen this entrepreneurial path and that in actual fact I'm here to experience all the emotions, all of the feelings, so that I have complete empathy with you know, couples that are going through this process and that I can understand from an actual tangible viewpoint that yes, there's something better, but also what does it feel like to go back into that cave and be shackled again through fear, uh, feeling very isolated, feeling very alone, feeling as if it was all up to me and all on my shoulders and if I didn't achieve what it was that I had set out to achieve, that all the rewards were never going to come because nobody was going to come and rescue me on a, on a white stallion and, and be, you know, that person that was going to provide my dream life. And, you know, there was a great realisation there that that pressure was too much. It felt like it was too much, that I was cracking under the pressure, that I couldn't cope under the pressure. And so there's a, there's a great book that we recommend, um, Jack Canfield's Success Principles. And uh, throughout this program, I've been rereading each of those success principles and then aligning back into my life how they apply. And I recommend that book if you haven't read it. It's, um, it's, it's just fantastic for getting uh, the cobwebs blown out every day. Just focus on one a day for 64 days and then repeat the process every year, I imagine. <laughs> so, um, you know, Jack basically goes through a lot of tools that he's used, uh, that he has found to be successful in his life and he talked about writing a truth letter and so anyway as I was quite frustrated and I'd sent Kent out for the third time in the day so that I could get my thoughts together before I started my coaching for the day I had a new client session um, startup which was a five-hour session in the afternoon so I needed to get my energy back and therefore I needed to get rid of any of the scarcity thoughts or any of those anger or, or resentful issues. So it was just perfect timing as always that this exercise came about. And the truth letter, basically he says it talks about you've got, if you don't get through the anger and resentment, then you're never able to get to the core issue of what's really going on. And so after you write down, you know, I'm angry and I'm disappointed and I felt this way when you said this, you know, I feel sad when, and you know, he gives you the, the little tips. So we're going to add that into um, to a workbook and put it onto our website at Leisure Seekers. If you look under the truth letter, it was just the most impactful um, thing that I'd ever seen. And so when you get into this phase, you won't need it until you get into this phase, but until you get into this phase, as soon as you do, this tool was basically able for me to crack through what the true emotion was. And you know, it ended up being, you know, that I'm I'm sorry and then I forgive you and then I'm grateful for and it takes you straight through the process in a letter. And he talks about getting both of you to write the letter or you can just write the letter. I think I understand now that, you know, 
really for me this is my journey it's going to be a solo trip however the support that I need through this is such a tangible asset to me and you know they say the first success principle to entrepreneurialism is to marry well and I certainly did that and um, as I got through that um, exercise and I went and and did what I needed to do when I got home last night there was dinner cooked and there was you know it was very calm the kids were all bathed and, and relaxed and there wasn't anything I needed to do and there was no discussion that needed to be had it was just forgiven and I think that you know that proves to me that one it is my journey and I'm going up and down because throughout that whole process Kent was absolutely rock-solid through the whole thing he has now learnt to be able to hold that anger or that energy that I can throw out and not send him off course and so if you are the spouse or the partner of of somebody who has you know a lot of dominant energy and they tend to try to rope you in to their excuses or, or their denial patterns then just realize that the stronger in character that you can become to sit and just listen and not try to fix or to change then the more effective that that process is going to become for both of you and I know certainly then this morning over breakfast we were just you know both reading our little um, chapters in each of our books that we were reading and I looked around and just thought wow this is everything that I always imagined you know living well outside of my comfort zone stretching myself trying to achieve um, greatness that I know that's inside of me I just don't know how to get there and some weeks or some days you're going to look at some of those goals and just realize that they're there to test you and that you've written them down for a reason and whether or not that goal plays out now or not it served a massive purpose for me in understanding what it feels like to want to give in and what it feels like to want to give up and you know I put some things in motion last night that has meant that you know um, it, there's still a good chance that everything will work out but instead of using Kent to be able to find out you know the the how will this work out I really enrolled my team and I advise you that you know instead of admitting defeat go and talk to someone a buddy or a coach or someone within your team and and just express exactly what you're going through what you're feeling and get them to look at it from their external viewpoint and certainly for me sitting with somebody that could basically say well okay no I don't want to take you off the boil so you know is this is this serious do you really want to achieve it now for me I'd already seen myself achieving the goal so I knew that the goal was going to happen I just didn't understand how it was going to happen whilst I was in that state of fear and so for somebody else to say okay well let's have a look at what are some possible things that could happen um, and let's work on the action steps from there it just cleared a space to be able to give me a path that at least I could take one step down that path and then the next step would arrive and so what I'd recommend is that you know you need to have a, a great person that's excellent with the how question working out how things could play out that can sit with your energy that can really understand and uh, and benefit you to be able to get the most out of the lesson because that's all they are they're just life lessons 
Um, so hence why I had a good chuckle when I opened it up and saw Will admitting defeat and, and Plato's cave, I realised, wow, that's exactly where I was. I felt as if, um, you know, in my relationship I was being shackled back to where we used to be back in time, which was me very frustrated with our current lifestyle, our current income level, our current time requirements and the pressure that was on me um, constantly. Um, and then I was being put back into that situation having achieved in between that years of um, joy and abundance and it wasn't acceptable to me. And so, you know, have a snapshot um, look at, at where you're at and just have a think about whether or not for you, um, for the goals that you've set, what emotion that they're bringing up. And very much it's about acknowledgement, you know, I think that's really the key. So if you haven't got your goals, you want to go and get your goals and we'll go through a couple of examples and some stories of what's worked in the past. Okay, so hopefully you've gone and collected your goals. And so um, the first strategy that we use within a, an, within a coaching scenario, so that if it's couples working together, um, let's give you some tools that you're able to really use effectively um, to help when you get to this crossroads, because that's all it is, it's just a crossroads. Now, you imagine in a crossroads situation, you get to an intersection and you can turn right or you can turn left. That's one way of, uh, of thinking about life, isn't it? The paradigm, which is if I choose to continue down this path, um, it's going to bring sadness. Whereas if I choose to change the path that I'm going on, it might bring happiness. So it puts an awful lot of pressure right at that crossroads. So the first thing that I needed to do was to change that paradigm and to start to um, acknowledge the fact that there's no right and wrong. See, in school, we're taught that there's right and wrong and we want to know what's right. Just tell me the answer. Should I do the goal? Should I not do the goal? What would be the right thing? And so it's very challenging when you go around surveying people or taking opinions on what's right for them because there is no right and wrong. Okay, we need to start thinking about it in terms of what works for me and what doesn't work for me. And so when I was talking with Kent and asking, you know, what, what goes through his mind when he looks at a goal and then goes, nah, never even refer to them again in the next 90 days um, and doesn't have any challenge around that, that doesn't work for me, okay? The reason being is that my values hierarchy is completely different to his. Um, that integrity seed that I have, if I don't follow through or at least attempt to follow through, um, it causes me such an internal um, challenge that I would get a headache or you know I'd feel sick or I'd feel guilty or all of those negative feelings that I've been trying to avoid and so it's easier far easier for me just to keep soldiering along you know towards the goal so the the first thing is to understand that is it working for you okay so when you look at how you're approaching the goal is it actually working? And that was the first thing I had to acknowledge, it wasn't working. <laughs> All right, so okay, we needed to come at it from a different direction. So the Alan P's questions are the answers. That's a great book as well. A great tool to be able to coach somebody through this or buddy them through is to say, you know, well, what is your number one priority? Now for me at that stage, my number one priority was to understand where my block was around the goal. Okay, it wasn't about achieving the goal at that moment. My number one priority in that moment was to understand, well, there must be a block here. Okay, so why is it important to understand the blocks? Well, in order for me to grow and to change and to teach 
and to you know empathize with people then I need to be able to overcome these blocks of fear but unless I can understand get right down to the core of it or the nut of it then you know I'm no use really okay so that so was a good um, exercise to actually go through you know for myself to understand that the real why was to be able to understand the process okay now what are the consequences of not achieving that goal of finding out the nut well I'm going to stay where I am um, I'm going to stay on this cycle the other thing I realized was that I was in a cycle so we'd had this discussion for years and years you know and it keeps cropping up you know I keep achieving my goals I go after them then I go into fear then I feel like I admit defeat why can't you fix my life why can't you provide everything I want for my dream life lots of other women have partners where their husbands provide for them and la 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 dump 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 and um, you know try to push Kent off his path and feel lesser than and not respected and not valued and so that would then have a cyclical effect and you know we would just go through this crazy cycle so just understand that you know the consequences of not breaking through was worse than the fear of where I was and pushing through alright so you need to lift the dissatisfaction lift it to the point where you can sit with that person and say okay well if the consequence is worse than pushing through well then what's your real number one priority and just reiterate again well if that is your number one priority then how is it um, that we're going to achieve it and so you're able to get that person very crystal clear with the clarity of focus that they're going to need to be able to understand okay so sitting with that then where could the block be coming from now blocks come from lots of different places but predominantly I found is that for my successful clients their blocks will come at a much lower level in the identity iceberg somewhere around their environment somewhere around their identity of who they see themselves to be okay so when it comes down to a real block it might stem up to their values hierarchy that there there's a clash within their values hierarchy and so you just want to have a stab around there like you know are you being blocked is it that you aren't able to achieve this goal because of you know the current environment have I not given you the space to achieve it do you not have the time to achieve it you know so is there anything there that we can clear straight away to give you permission to achieve the goal um, can you see yourself achieving it and what's that going to mean for you okay so there could be some identity blocks around well I just don't see myself as a millionaire or I don't see myself as a full-time mum or I don't see myself as you know um, winning that award or, or whatever it is or losing the weight or, or being thin or whatever your goal is that you're blocked around so start from the bottom and start to work up if there's no blocks there no I can still see that I'm I can be successful okay well then if we're not doing the activities there must be a values block okay so we quickly run through and we say what do we value the highest is it family is it money is it social is it personal development is it physical you know and we go through each of those seven areas that we've discussed before and we start to rank them and understand well okay family is number one and so therefore the reason that you're not achieving the goal is because there's a challenge around family until we get this relationship right and we can communicate clearly nothing else is going to shift 
And for me, that was generally what happened. And being a female entrepreneur, I see this a lot with my clients, is that they believe that money and personal development must be on top because they're you know, going for the big dollars and they're really excited about what they're learning as an entrepreneur. And yet when there's a clash in their relationship, they'll let the money drain away, they'll let the growth drain away, and they'll get stuck in this fear. And so they'll start to challenge back to the partner to start to test send some little bombs out there and see what happens when they explode. And I've witnessed this so often that I've realised that must be a pattern in what I was doing in my relationship. And I absolutely was. As I grew to the next level, it would force Kent to grow to the next level by challenging him on the next level. And so, you know, if there wasn't any money, would you still love me if there's no money? If the money drains away, if the debt accumulates, do you still love me? Were you going to leave me if there's no money? So testing, testing, testing all the time my underlying values hierarchy of family and relationship to be 100% certain that in actual fact what attracted us together in the first place was not that I was going to be this incredible cash cow, this lotto win that he'd be able to, um, you know, to use and abuse for the rest of his life to get all of his toys and everything he wanted. No, it was me. That's, that was what was the attraction in the first place. And so until we get that foundation stone right at the next level, then the money will block because I'm testing that values hierarchy. And um, when I've explained that to other women, they've said, wow, I didn't realise that that's what I was doing, but I can clearly see that that's exactly what I'm doing. So, you know, if that's you, fantastic. Do men do it back the other way? I'm not certain. I've never, I've never really understood um, how women's brains think. They're a lot more complex and they think of it in terms of, you know, little sabotage or games or things like that. Um, I haven't experienced that back the other way. Um, but if, if that's true for you, please let us know. That would be great to know. Um, but I think that, you know, it's really important that when, when you do understand that there's a values block, um, that that certainty can come back in very quickly into that area. And that's all I usually need to hear is, look, you know, whatever you achieve or don't achieve, I love you for who you are. You know, so whether you do the goal or you don't do the goal, it has no relevance to me, you know, in terms of our long-term success or our goals or our family. or And just get everything else out of survival mode, get that fear gone so that then you can deal head-on with what the real fear is. And so once that tends to shed across, then you can start to get to the next layer, which might be back to identity. You know, so once the values things um, sorted, then for me it always brings back this, um, you know, fear of failure or fear of success or, you know, resentment or anger or whatever it is that I can get back to understanding that it's all positioned back at me. Um, so, you know, I think it's um, as you start to hit the outer levels of your comfort zone and you're stretching them as far as you can, it's going to bring up lessons that go stem back from your childhood, it's going to bring up lessons that will stem back from other relationships and other people, and you'll start to be able to test and measure what success is for you. And that's really the whole point, okay, because until you get a good clear vision of what it is that you want for your life, and that clarity of focus matches with your thoughts and your feelings, then there's no way you can move forward with that goal anyway. So the synergy will be lost. And so for me, when the feeling wasn't right, 
you know, there was anger or resentment, of course that goal couldn't be achieved. And so I had to work through the feelings, the feelings underlying what was going on to be able to match then what I needed to do to get that goal happening and what I needed to say to myself to continue doing what I needed to do before you can surrender to the outcome. And that's really the process, okay? You've got to have that um, intention. You've then got to have the focus clarity and then you've got to absolutely release it off to the universe to go, well, whatever will be, will be, um, before you can start to just be the best you that you can be. And at the end of the day, as a couple, that's all you can be. Say, so, you know, we're being the best that we can be for each other and we're supporting each other. And when that fear crops up, that you can be able to discuss it openly. And that to me has been the greatest gift out of everything I'd have to say is that um, throughout this journey is being able to have a partner who can hold that um, frustration or that anger that's inside of me and sit with me and just listen. Not trying to fix it, not trying to improve me, just literally listening and saying, okay, well that's okay that you think like that. That's what you're thinking, well, what do you need from me right now? I need you to go away, I need you to leave me alone, you can't be near me, and then, okay, great, well, I'll, good luck with everything and I'll check in later on. You'll be fine and leave you to it. Because when you choose this journey, I think sometimes it has to be a solo journey. There's not too much um, that can be done when you're in that real um, you know, frustration, um, fear phase. You have to learn how to get through that alone. That is, a, that is a, a journey that you need to do. Now, can you get hints and tips through it? Absolutely. Look for books, look, look for mentors, look for people to talk to. But you've got to start to trust really um, your gut as opposed to what your mind is telling you. Does it feel? What's the feeling I need? Do I need to sleep? Do I need to rest? Do I need to work harder? You've got to trust that feeling because as you trust the feeling, you'll bring in the next lesson that you're needing. And when you pop through the other side, the clarity will arrive again and your energy will lift again. But that's the pattern that you want to be able to pick up on. Is that happening every three weeks? Is it happening every 12 weeks? Is it happening once a year? As you'll start to speed up on this journey, what you'll find is it'll happen quicker and quicker and you'll sense, you'll wake up one morning with that frustration, that feeling of, I want to admit defeat. Um, and you should be able to push through that entire lesson in a matter of days as opposed to it taking weeks or months for you to work up the energy to be able to, um, you know, cry or yell or whatever it is that you need to do to get through it. So we're going to continue going through this this month um, with different tactics. Um, so it may well bring forward uh, lots of discussions that you need to have. Um, just trust that they are perfectly on track and just remember that for you to be accountable to you it's about your goals it's not about anyone else's goals so you know have a chat about how you're both filtering that information and what it feels like um, on the inside you know it feels like you're attacking me it feels like you're disrespecting me it feels like you're upsetting me it feels like you're letting me down um, and get really clear um, on that process of that letter if you need it so good luck for the week and we'll check in again next week. Bye for now.